taking off in five, four, three, two. Yo, 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 it's your boy T, or as you know. It's your boy Old Rain, real name, no games, no gimmicks. Yo, it's the motherfucking Fade Podcast, the one-stop shop for everything TV, media, and film related, along with any of the goddamn thing we're going to talk about, coming to you live, direct, Heart Studios, Baltimore City. Damn, and I said Heart Studios. Didn't mean to say that. Uh, the yet-to-be-named fucking studio. Keep uh, it, keep it. Listen, we're going through a studio rename here pretty <laughs> soon. So formerly Heart Studios, new name yet to be released. There you go. Uh, Ring, hit me with a quick summary of what we were fucking going to talk about today. Yeah, we got a dope show lined up for you. Uh, as you guys know, Wonder Woman 1984 recently released. Tune and I are going to chop it up about that, tell you what we liked, what we didn't like, overall thoughts. Um, following that, we got a couple trailers, uh, new trailers that we're going to re- uh, review. Uh, if you haven't seen the trailer for Coming to America 2, I don't know who you are. You're living under a rock. Grow up. Uh, be an adult. Uh, now we then we got something really interesting that I'm at least that I'm interested in. We have a, a trailer for the history of swear words, which is a Netflix uh, original on um, on Netflix, of course, <laughs> featuring Nicolas Cage. Uh, it looks like a really great show. Um, we're gonna check out that trailer in just a bit. Uh, and then Universal recently released a poster for a film by Tom Holland. Uh, it looked like pure shit. So we're gonna talk about that fiasco. Like who fucked up, basically, is is the question here. Um, and uh, the the film Minotauri, which I will get into exactly what the film is about as we talk about the story, but another racist Golden Globes fiasco, um, who, big big shocker there. Uh, we'll talk about that and we'll wrap up with a bit of a, a, a film a film court. Uh, we're going to debate who looks alike or do they look like Zoe Deschanel and Lady uh, and Katy Perry, and we're also going to talk about maybe a few other celebrity lookalikes in film court, and we're going to hash it out. So great show lined up. Let's let's uh, let's jump right into it, man. Yeah. Wonder Woman 1984. Well, uh, right before, or, we you know what? I'm sorry. 84, yeah, yeah. Let's let's do our uh, <laughs> usual last week. Next week, uh, we're gonna jump into that super quick. Uh, I just got I got something super quick. This is uh, it's not gonna take long at all. But I don't know if you had a chance to hear the uh, Kevin Spacey always puts out his creepy end of the year holiday video as Frank. Uh, okay, I gotta check that out. Yeah. Uh, so the the situation is that he did that, except for this time he didn't he wasn't Frank Underwood. He he started as Frank Underwood and then he basically was just Kevin Spacey thereafter. Uh, and so I guess maybe he's coming back to sanity a little bit. Um, but basically he was just like, you know, uh, I don't feel like it's right for me to do that this year because, you know, fucking people are losing their minds this year. People are, you know, reaching out to me. They have suicidal thoughts and all this other stuff, uh, yeah. you know, and it was actually a positive message. Now, this begs the question, you know, if you get a positive message from a complete scumbag, like what do you what do you do with that? Is it, yeah. do you just now, take like, the message and then just, you know, are you a scumbag for like the rest of your life? Like if you did, like if you did what Kevin Spacey did, right. Are you a scumbag forever now? If you, if you, you know never, I mean? if you never actually like apologize for it or never, and you just creepily pretend like you're a different character. I'm not sure if you're really forgiven for that. Cause you never really made amends. Right. But I feel like in a lot of situations like these, right, where people um, come out and say, hey, you know what, I was wrong. I did that thing. I'm sorry. And, you know, and, and you know, four or five years goes by. Right. And Kevin Spacey's the year. Well, this happened like maybe like 20 years ago. But like, I feel like people are never truly forgiving. Like like when you do something bad, especially if you're a celebrity or you're in a public limelight, you're they're always going to hold it against you. People are still mad at Michael Vick. Like, you know, fuck out of here. Like <laughs> that shit was like 12 years ago now. Yeah. Well, I, I think the key is that you make amends for whatever it was that you did. Right. And, and Michael Vick, uh, I know he, you know, 
he served time, you know, uh, and paid all his uh, fines, all his fees. Yeah. He apologized publicly, profusely, but people are still like, yeah, yeah. fuck Michael Vick. So that's Michael Vick. So that I would say that people probably need to, you know, at least cut him some some slack, you know, uh, given that fact that fact that was a long time ago. Uh, all the like the factors of that situation. That was a whole like thing in and of itself. Kevin Spacey. I don't think I don't. I'm not convinced that he's like done anything to make amends. But anyways, I don't make, I want to make this the you know Kevin. Spacey. Yeah, that was just, going off track. <laughs> yeah, that was just my thing from last week. Obviously, Christmas is last week. Happy holidays uh you know to 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 everybody out there um although i guess maybe i just pissed off fox news uh by say happy holidays but um uh so that was from last week uh what i'm looking forward to this week uh is actually new year's uh i'm looking for as is pretty much the rest of the world we're looking to turn the page on <laughs> what was 2020 into 2021 uh put this entire fucking year behind us in a rear view uh there are a lot of things gained but a lot of things fucking lost this year uh, a lot so I, i'm looking yeah. forward to uh to to move it on from this year but uh but i will tell you what i am very much looking forward to your the end of your story uh I, i'm sitting on pins and needles uh i know you had a new year's uh story that you uh told last week so i'm waiting to hear the end of that uh but in any event um i don't think we uh we have much time to waste but do you have anything for 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 last week uh or next week no and this will actually help us like jump right into this next segment here last week i was excited for wonder woman 1984 next week i'll completely have forgotten about it uh so, <laughs> so <laughs> with with that, With that being said, said, let's jump in. Let's jump into it. Ladies and gentlemen, we do indeed have another one. Uh, we've got another press play for you this week. It is, of course, uh, the the much uh, anticipated Wonder Woman 1984. Uh, this was directed by um, uh, Patty Jenkins, uh, of course. Uh, who <laughs> we'll, we'll jump into all the ins and outs of this this movie. Uh, but it was actually written by uh, uh, Jeff Johns, Patty Jenkins, as well, of course, uh, as well as uh, Dave Cal- uh, uh, Callahan. Um, and uh, and so first, we're gonna do what we always do with every uh, with every press play uh, is uh, what what we found relatable. <laughs> about this movie i know we might have to stretch it a little bit for for this uh but what what part of this movie if any uh arun did you find uh relatable about wonder woman 1984 what did i find relatable yikes i wasn't i wasn't born in 1984 so. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know but what, what i can say is like what i love is and, and i've always loved like the wonder woman character i think she's like a great character i think her story is always undertold um i thought it was undertold in the first movie though i did like the first wonder woman movie i've I've seen it several times i was really excited for this uh new wonder woman story because i I thought like all right now she's going to be able to become like the full character that she is in the comic books she's going to be able to like really show off her strength and her powers and all these all these incredible things that she could do i mean uh so in the a lot of people don't know this but like in the comic book series like wonder woman and superman have gone toe-to-toe maybe like 15 times so i think wonder woman has six victories Superman has four and then they have like five ties. So she is like a really, really formidable character, really interesting backstory, um, daughter of Zeus. And I thought a lot of that would come out in this movie, which is why I was so interested in it. But like this, it just, it was underwhelming. So, uh, you know, I, I, I can't wait to get into why. Yeah. Um, 
yeah this this movie was uh was it was interesting to say the very least from the perspective of i know the anticipation for it was was a lot um but i'm not quite sure it delivered on that anticipation uh but what i found relatable about the movie is uh honestly the fact that it was the 80s man uh you know i'm an 80s baby you know uh although that came out a little weird i am in yeah. the 80s maybe <laughs> i slurred my speech uh sorry i had a little too much eggnog yesterday um but yeah, uh, I'm an '80s baby, so you know, obviously, I, I related to 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 the '80s motif, uh, and uh, that's pretty much where my uh, where, where my you know uh, where the similarities or the things that I found relatable about this movie kind of uh, kind of end. Um, although I guess you know maybe the other aspect is um, uh, for uh, Kristen Wiig's character Cheetah. Uh, what I found relatable about her character is, is this idea of being, you know, kind of like brushed to the side in society, you know, and, and not taken sort of seriously until you start, you know, kind of demand to be, you know, taken seriously. So I guess I found that a little bit relatable, but, uh, but yeah, aside from that, not too much. Uh, let's jump very quickly into the, uh, the, the plot of this movie. I mean, what did you think of the, uh, the, the plot for Wonder Woman 1984? Yeah, so, you know, again, here's where it's uh, underwhelming. On the surface, like in the trailers and what we've learned about the movie before seeing it, I thought the plot was going to follow uh, Diana's Wonder Woman on her, like, journey in 1984, like, dealing with, like, that period in time, right? Like, you know, maybe, like, fighting the the villains or bad guys during 1984. And um, obviously, uh, uh, Chris Pine's character uh, comes back into her life, so it's a little bit of a romance story. But I thought the theme here was going to be like, like growth and and like her learning how to be this new person. Um, but it was not, you know, it was it, it was it was something else. Uh, to, to be honest, like I remember at one point doing like an hour while watching the film, I really had no idea what the plot of the film was about. Like I remember sitting there, I was watching it with my sister, and I was like, we were both like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> like, <laughs> like is this movie about like like I, I, to be honest i i don't know if i could sum up the plot in one word I, to me it just seemed like a love story yeah uh i guess you can say that um but i don't i don't even know if you can even sum it up as that uh so you know where do, where do we start here uh so one of the things that kind of jumped off the the, the, the map to me is that uh it was such a simplistic plot that it could have you could have taken this like this could have been an episode on a Sunday morning cartoon. That's how simplistic and just not engaging this plot was. You have uh, you have uh, Gagodo's character, obviously Wonder Woman. She plays uh, Diana um, and uh you know she's she's mourning her her lost love of uh of steve trevor um and that much of it i could get right like that that much of it i was with but then you move on to maxwell lord and um barbara minerva whatever the fuck her name is uh cheetah um uh you move to their characters and their motivations and their their arcs are just so simplistic and so just like you know what i can really say about this movie man is is that you know over the last like what like maybe like 10 10 15 years we've really seen the needle sort of move forward in the the superhero 
movie market, right? That it kind of started with Spider-Man uh, in the early 2000s, maybe to like a lesser extent, uh, X-Men. Um, but it wasn't until like maybe like uh, Batman Begins that everybody's like, ooh, Oh, what's this shit now? Or even you can even maybe even talk throw Blade in there, right? That Blade kind of made made us look at superheroes a little differently, but like for for yeah. sure it was like the Dark Knight series with uh that that Christopher Nolan put on that made us fucking see things differently, right? That to take superhero movies a little more seriously than we had before, if not a lot more seriously than we had before, right? What this movie felt like to me was like a fucking just a regression of all of that. It felt like we had returned to like the fucking tim burton batman days where it's just like the plot is super thin you're not really sure at any given point in time what the fuck is actually happening or why it's happening it just is happening because this is a superhero movie and this is what happens in superhero movies you know um there's nothing really engaging in this movie and 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 it's because the two villains in the movie their motivations and and maybe to a lesser extent cheetah but definitely maxwell lord like his motivation was so fucking transparent and just not engaging that it just it throws you off from trying to even remotely like this movie. Um, and again, not that there's really much there to actually like, like, you know, it's just filled with a bunch of like 1980s references and, you know, Diana not wanting to give up Steve, you know, and the whole way in which he came back and which he came back as a different person. Don't even fucking get me started on that. That's so fucking it was so weird, weird. and stupid. Like, why did he come back as a different person? Like, why didn't he just come back as like him? It was yeah. it just simply so she could look at the dude at the end and be like, oh, yeah, there he is, you know, and and then like the, the whole fucking end line between them was just so fucking cliched. And she's like, oh, you know, it's just so much beauty in the world. And it's just like, yeah. Oh god! If somebody stops you on the street and starts talking about there's so much beauty in the world, you probably should run. That probably you probably don't want to be in that person's presence too long because they're 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 probably on PCP or something. Uh, Yeah, but dude, no, there's not. Did you see what happened last week? When we were almost (laughs) at nuclear war, (laughs) yo, and and, and that's another facet of the movie that just like it didn't make any sense. Like so some of the things just disappeared altogether. Like, I guess the nuclear explosions, like the, the, you see like the explosion, like reverse, right. To basically take everything back. But then other things were just like left, like in terms of like, it actually happened. People actually like, remember that it happened. Like it was just, it, it was like, well, that's not coherent, right? Like did the things happen or did they not happen? You know, if, if, yeah. if any of what I'm saying makes any fucking uh, sense. Um, but yeah, I just, dude, I, I I don't know, man. This this was, this was bad, dude. Like the first Wonder Woman, I thought was okay. Like I didn't think it was great, like everybody else thought it was. I thought it was just okay. Um, and but this is just a bad movie. Like that, there's just I like I I really do want to see what everybody else is saying about this because if they call this a good movie, I just I don't know why. Like what what is the yeah. thing you're saying is good in here? I don't know. So what I, what I thought was this movie would be like what Batman Begins or sorry, the first Wonder Woman movie was like what Batman Begins was. It's like building the character, right? Building the story much more about like backstory telling than about like, uh, um, than like, you know, building characters or villains. Cause you remember the villain in B- Batman Begins was just like Scarecrow, right? Like not really that big of a villain. Well, but again, I, it, I, I, it, I would it, say I, I would kind of contest that. Cause I think the villain in, uh, Batman Begins was uh it was Scarecrow, but also for the main part, it was Razal Ghul, you know? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, but like the the villain that like most people know, right? Scarecrow was like the more notable villain that everybody knows, and Ra's al Ghul was like a secondary villain. He was like the overarching villain throughout the movie, but you really didn't see him until the end, right? Uh, but I just felt like Batman Begins really just built the story of like how Bruce Wayne became Batman, right? And like you know what and where Gotham City was, and uh, it just like story told, you know, it built what was to come. That's what I thought the original Wonder Woman movie was. So I had high expectations for this movie. I'm like, okay, you know, Diana, she's in the world of man. She's realizing her powers and her strength and who she is and who she can be. So we're going to catch up with her in 1984. And she's going to have really like stepped into her role as, as Wonder Woman and um, like be the character who like we've come to know, especially if you're a fan of the comic books, right? That like never happened. This story was just like incoherent. It jumped all over the place. I still don't know what the fucking movie was about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think that's what's tough, man, is is that, uh, yeah, I, I don't know exactly what the fuck happened with the plot. I don't I don't know exactly the artifact. I don't know exactly all that shit she was saying about it. I, I still don't understand it uh, in terms yeah. of, like, why it was important, where it came from. It seemed like they just were, like, they just zoomed past all that shit in favor of, I'm not sure what, like I, I, we went through what, two and a half hours of this movie. And honestly, I can't, I don't really know. Like I couldn't tell you all the big like beats of it. Like I, I don't, I don't know exactly what the fuck happened in this movie. Like I guess you have your big like action se- sequences, but like in terms of like the plot, I don't, I couldn't tell you any specific or I mean, I guess I could tell you some specific moments, but like it just felt like it felt so empty, like for for being a two and a half hour movie. It it felt like at the end of it, you're just like tight. What else am I doing with my day? (laughs) Yeah, this movie is literally opening up a bag of chips, right? Or it seems like full and it seems like there's so much in there. And you're like, yeah, I'm excited for this. This is going to be so great. And you open it up and it's, it's like mostly just air and fluff. And then it's just a few like broken chips at the bottom. Yeah. And like, you still eat it and I still watched it. I still like, you know, enjoyed some parts of it, but like mostly this, this movie is just an empty bag of chips. Yeah. Uh, so let, let's jump into our, um, uh, into the characters. Uh, for, for as much as we can, I guess. Uh, l- let's talk about who our who our MVPs were, who our runners up were. Uh, the casting by credit for this is Christy Carlson, uh, Pat Morgan, and Lucinda uh, Sison. Um, who's your runner up and who's your MVP for this movie? Oh fuck! Um, <laughs> I, I guess if you have to choose, right? Yeah, if I have to. Yeah. Um, my runner up, I would say, is Chris Pine. Uh, he was in this movie, like he was, he was like the comedic relief, um, which was very, very much needed. Uh, like there, there are certain parts, like when he came back and he's trying to figure out like 1984 and everything's so amazing to him. And I remember like they're trying on the clothes and he's like, it's like, there's a parachute pants. Like, does everybody parachute now? Like that was genuinely funny. I laughed at that scene. And then like, uh, you know, we saw it in the trailers, but like when they're walking through, um, I guess like the, the art museums and the aerospace museums in Washington, DC. And like, I remember one point they're like walking through like this outer park area. And then she's like, oh, everything is art. It's all art here. And he looks at the trash can and he's, she's like, no, no, that's just a trash can, right? <laughs> like, like little moments like those throughout the movie were like fun. And, and like, it made you laugh. I didn't, I didn't feel like the movie had enough of that because in real in reality, if you, 
went from whatever fucking year they were from 1920s or whatever to like 1984 you'd have a lot more questions but he just like picked the shit up uh so you know i thought he played his role well with he did what he could do within the confines of what was given to him and i think he did a really good job so he's my runner-up um my mvp this would be this is a toss-up because i really do think pedro pascal did a great job as um max lord uh, again given what he was able to work with. Uh, I feel like he was a comedian here. I, when I saw him, I didn't see Pedro Pascal. I'm like, oh, he really is this character. I just feel like this movie was so bad and the plot was so bad, it really like undermined what he could have brought to the table. So I got to give my MVP to uh, Gal Gadot. I mean, I think she, um, you know, seeing her in this role as Wonder Woman, I don't know who else could have really played it. I just feel like they, the the writing here and the direction here for this film, like really again, undermined what she could have brought to this role. But I think she did a phenomenal job as a Wonder Woman. Yeah. Um, so uh, so I'm going to have to go with, I'm, I'm not even going to give a runner up. Honestly, I don't, I don't think, I don't think uh, there wasn't really a runner up for me. Uh, I think my MVP here is Kristen Wiig. Uh, and the reason why I think it was Kristen Wiig is because she, she wasn't really given anything for the character, right? Like it was very transparent in terms of like, you know, what they were going to do with the character, how they were setting her up. It was very formulaic. I honestly, again, I, I really felt like I was watching like a fucking 90s era Batman movie with just how like I almost I almost felt like um they were setting her up like um uh Jim Carrey was in uh Batman uh Batman Forever. Uh right. I believe that's what I'm I'm thinking of. Uh where uh where he was the Riddler, right? Where he's just like this like eccentric uh fucking science dude or i guess you know uh whatever fuck you call those guys i guess uh um and uh and and then he was just like you know he's just all over the place with his character uh, and then he, you know, it's revealed like, a, oh, like, you know, he, he creates this machine, yada, yada, whatever. Um, so I, I felt like she was set up like him, but I felt like she, she, Kristen Rigg did what she always does great, which is she has great, I think, comedic timing. Um, all of her sort of like under the breath sort of comments and shit. Uh, I, I think all of that just worked really fucking well. Um, and she she made you feel something for the character even though that i think on the page and with her words there weren't really there really wasn't much to feel there but i think that because of her performance you at least felt something you know for for her character which i think was uh it's it's a hard thing to uh that it was a hard thing to do given you know what the script was uh, it just wasn't wasn't great um and so anyways she gets my mvp uh let's talk about the uh, the cinematography uh real quick for the movie um, so the cinematographer for the film was uh, Matthew Jensen and, uh, the film was edited by Richard Pearson. Uh, what did you think about the, uh, the cinematography? Uh, cinematography. I mean, I, I thought it did what it was supposed to do in an, in an action movie like this. It captured a, a lot. I mean, there was a lot of like CGI use here. Um, it, it looked great. Uh, like there were very few moments in this film where I thought like the, you know, the, the way in which they captured the film was, uh, like subpar in any way i thought they did a great job capturing the film whether it was like the environment that that they were in really painting the picture of 1984 um there were a lot of like scenes in which they use like really dynamic um, camera motions especially like in the fight scene that we're seeing here on the trailer um i I thought it was purposeful nothing really stood out to me in particular but the movie looked really good um one of the things i did notice was the grading of the film um like it had like this like grainy texture to it which again puts you in the 
point in time in which this film was supposed to be like in the setting of the film, right? Which is 1984. Um, that was something I noticed early on. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the one thing I really did like about the, it, it, I, you know, I think we all are not all, I, I guess you know, maybe I retract that, but I, I think that the, the motif of the eighties, the neon lights, the, 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 uh, the, um, the kind of like the pastel colors, um, all of that, you know, everybody still fucks with to this very day. Uh, and they had that in, in this movie in, 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 in spades. Um, the, the other thing I, I think I can kind of point to with the uh, cinematography though, was, uh, the CGI, uh, to me, the CGI was lacking in very specific areas for one with cheetahs care, uh, with or Crystal Rake's uh, Cheetah uh, towards the end, that obviously was just bad. Uh, I don't I don't know how else to put that. It, it just looked bad. It looked cheesy. It reminded me of the end of Black Panther with uh, 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 when Killmonger and T'Challa are going at it uh, in the, uh, the the tunnel thing. Yeah, uh, yeah, it, it, yeah. It 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 just looked bad. Um, uh, and then um, also too, there were some key moments with Gal Gadot uh, as one of them, of course, uh, that I just thought it like you could tell like it was like a green screen it's like like you guys have millions of dollars like there's yeah. no way you could have made this like look like better you know in yeah. terms of just having it blend in more and just make it look like way more realistic like they, I, I think it was the uh when they went to i forget what country they went to they went to uh uh fucking damn i, I forget what country they went to but they, they went uh, to the cairo, country. Well, they, cairo. Went to cairo uh, they, they went yeah. to egypt uh and um uh and you know, they, they have the whole big sort of action sequence with the trucks and everything. Uh, that whole scene just looked like that or that beginning scene where she's like running up to the fucking trucks and shit. It just looked terrible. <laughs> like, like yeah. it was just like, yo, did like a fucking, you know, a 12 year old do this? Like, you know, like trying to fucking, you know, map shit out on their fucking, you know, on OBS or some shit. Like it, it just looked bad, you know? Um, so I, I don't know for me, the cinematography, like, I think for the most part, it wasn't really that big of a deal, but also at some specific parts, it looked bad. Uh, so yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I don't know what to, else to say about this movie, man. Uh, yeah. There's not much like there weren't many highlights for yeah. a movie of this caliber, right? Like if this went like straight to streaming or VOD and this is just like, you know, if this was at, at, like went straight to Redbox or something like that and you get what you pay for, like that, I get that. But like this movie should have been so much bigger and better than it was given how much time they had. Because I feel like they had extra time to like maybe go back and edit it and, and change it. Right. And like, yeah, you know, with the movie getting pushed back so much, the studio had time with this. Well, I don't know what happened. I mean, I, I and I guess, I, you know, maybe I can see it both ways. Right. Like Maybe they had time, but also too, maybe they sunk so much money into it and you know, you're not going to recoup a lot of that money back. So you know, trying to go back and fix some of the things you thought might've been bad about it might not have been cost effective in the end because you're spending yeah. money on a movie that you know, you're not going to recoup the money back for. So it's kind of like you're losing it both ways there. Um, so I, I don't know, man. Um, but l- let's talk about the, uh, the music, uh, for this, the, uh, the music by credit for this, of course, is, uh, the fucking, the legendary, uh, Hans Zimmer. Um, what I would say is I, you know, I kind of like the, uh, the kind of Amazonian sort of theme that they, they did sporadically throughout their movie. Um, I've always thought that was good. Like whenever they added that in, whether it be in, you know, in the Wonder Woman movies or in, you know, Justice League or in Batman versus Superman, I always thought that was a, that was a good, you know, uh, jingle uh, to, to throw in there. Um, but aside from that, didn't really know, notice or, or really care too much. I guess it, it sounded like the eighties a little bit with uh, some of the, uh, some of the, uh, the, the background tracks that they, they use sporadically throughout the film. But 
it 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 didn't wasn't anything to like you know write home about yeah i mean i you know i just gotta echo pretty much everything that you said there like um it 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 fit like the point in time in which uh this movie was set in uh, but i can't think of any like standout moments yeah um so let's uh let's give our final thoughts about uh the, the movie here um the my final thought about wonder woman 1984 is look i i thought uh, Maxwell Lord and Pedro Pascal, I, I adore him as an actor. I think he's a fucking great actor, right? The problem is <laughs> um, this movie, his character's motivations, the the idea of his character. Obviously, it was a it was a you know indictment on Trump. You know, this was supposed to be basically the Trump character. Um, you know, it was, it was very thinly veiled. You know, um, but his motivations and all of that the the whole sequence with him was just comically bad like it was it was like it this took us back uh, a a bit and we've progressed so much with superhero movies i feel like this was a step drastically back uh backwards um with, with this with this movie in terms of just like we've gotten so many great villains over the course of the last like 10 to 15 years uh when it comes to comic book movies obviously maybe the 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 height of which you could argue Heath, Led- Heath Ledger's Joker. Um, you can argue Josh Brolin's Thanos. Um, you know, and there's been a lot of bad ones along the way too, but this might have been the worst of them all, I think. It's just so transparent and there's just, there was there just wasn't that much there. Uh, so that, that's the last I can say about the, uh, the, the movie. What about you? Yeah, I mean, you know, again, for me, I, I feel like the Wonder Woman character is such a great character. I mean, like she's the daughter of an Amazonian and, and a hippo, Hippolyta. Uh, she's the daughter of Zeus, and she, she has this like really great backstory. She's, you know, she is kind of able to do a, a lot of the things that like Superman can't do, right? She has the magic, but she also has like strength and the speed. And um, she's actually like a, in the comic book, she's actually a superior um, warrior to like someone like Superman, right? When in like terms of, like hand to hand combat and all that stuff. And none of that came to life in this movie, like. This movie was just just her fucking around in DC and you know and then they got the then they went on like a trip to Cairo then they came back to DC like the next day like I feel like that's what this movie was about I wonder how many air miles she's got um, <laughs> this movie is just underwhelming uh, a decent watch like did I hate watching this movie no at, at a certain point towards the end of the movie that I wish like it would just hurry up and end yes um, I don't know where they go from here with this like it yeah but yeah. you know we watched it I, I still recommend you watch it too but i just don't it was just underwhelming yeah uh and and i'll and i'll throw this in there you know just to make it not seem like i'm just trying to shit all over a movie um <laughs> incessantly but like the the actual beginning sequence i thought was great I, I thought you know when she's a kid and she's going through all this you know she's basically going through a, a ninja warrior <laughs> yeah uh situation there um I thought that was great. I thought it was a good setup. I I, fa- I found myself like engaged and thinking like, okay, like you know, l- let's go, you know. Um, but it was it just went downhill from there. It just was the, that was like the best the movie had to offer. It was really that first like ten to fifteen minutes there. Um, yeah, after that was like the mall sequence and like yeah. which, oh my god, that didn't so make bad. any sense either. And it was just so yeah. bad. Yeah, uh, but whatever. Uh, that was Wonder Woman 1984. Uh, we pressed play on a movie. We're sure that a lot of you did as well. Let us know in the comment section below what you guys thought of the movie. Did you like it? Did you not like it? Uh, what characters did you like? Uh, did you like how the movie looked, felt, yada, yada? What do you think of the plot? Uh, talk to us. Let us know below. All right. Yeah. 
moving on to our next uh, topic here. Um, so we try to do this once and uh, and I will admit I did fuck this up. But uh, but ladies and gentlemen, we do indeed have a trailer for um, coming to America, uh, which we, we actually try to do the night that it was uh, that it premiered. But um, ultimately, we just didn't have uh, I, I kind of screwed that up in terms of uh the um the recording of it uh, yeah listen, so we're not perfect but yeah. we're here to give it to you today we, we we we're not perfect but we do try to be perfect uh but sometimes we fail right uh but in any case uh we are going to watch this uh now and uh give you our thoughts uh on on the back end uh but without further ado here we go you must heed my words before i'm gone my son You will be king. But the throne must pass to a male heir. Hakim, it appears you have a son. He must be found. Prepare the royal chant. We are going back to America. Oh, hell no, your <laughs> majesty. Come on. The movie looks great, man. Like, uh, at least like the... Uh, you know, like the cast, the crew, the setting, everything looks like like we haven't, it hasn't been 30 years since. Whoever did the costumes, I mean, stellar job. My dude Randy, Randy Watson. It is so good to see you. Well, Abby. Damn, look who done come up in here. Hey, it's Gunther Kintay and Ebola. Nelson Mandela and Winnie. Those hungry babies with the flies on the face. Hey, oh, 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 that's too much. Oh, now you stepped yeah. over the line. <laughs> you talking that kind of shit about the hungry babies. You're going to get out of my chair. Politically incorrect. <laughs> so what you doing back here, Hotel Rwanda? <laughs> 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 Oh, yeah, man, I thought that trailer was perfect. Uh, and I'm sure we'll get like another one or two or something like that um, before the movie releases on March 5th on uh, Amazon Prime. But uh, it, it was just long enough. It gave us all the characters that we're familiar with um, from the previous movie. Um, the costume design looked good. Uh, you know, you could tell that like the comedy is going to be the comedy is going to hit. I mean, like, you know, the. I mean, just because like, we have all of the characters back and like you're getting those same interactions that you got in the last movie. And it seems like the, the comedic timing and the chemistry between Arsenio and Eddie Murphy, like it seems like it's spot on. Nothing was lost. So I'm excited for this. Dude, uh, just seeing these characters again is a fucking blessing, man. Like, I look, I, I've, I've, I've made it no small thing that I think this movie is probably going to be not great. Right. It's, it's, it's probably not going to be good because how many comedy sequels we already hashed this out before. But how many comedy sequels are actually like really good? And, and shout out to somebody. Somebody mentioned uh, on on the YouTube page. Uh, uh, somebody threw out Shrek Two, which I was like, okay, okay, all right, I'll give you that one. Uh, that is that it was a a sequel that rivaled, if not was better than the original. I, I'll give you that much. Um, yeah, that's true. Uh, so uh, so yeah, I, just seeing these characters getting was so fucking dope, dude. Uh, fucking my Randy Watson, I believe his name is uh, Saksha Chocolate. Uh, <laughs> one of my favorite fucking parts from the uh, from the first movie, man. Um, 
And uh, yeah, so my one thing, man, is is seeing some of the newer characters and hoping that it doesn't get too like outlandish, right? Because one of yeah. the things about the first movie, and I think I mentioned this when we were taking a look at sort of like the first looks for some of the photos and shit, is that one of the things I appreciated about the movie was even as crazy as the movie was, it always kind of centered on like just a realistic plot and theme and idea, right? Uh, and that we didn't really get too much like crazy unrealistic things but as i kind of looked at like you know tiana taylor's character uh as i looked at wesley snipes uh i was like oh god don't don't turn this into like just like this like slapstick comedy just like buffoonery kind of situation like nah like keep that grounded in, in in something more realistic um and so i'm hoping they don't go too far in that direction but uh but we'll yeah. see nonetheless yeah yeah, I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. I want to see like a maybe like a second trailer just to get a little bit more from Wesley Snipes, a little bit more from Tiana. Uh, but to your point, I hope like they don't. It's like when you, it's like when you go to like a party at one of your friends' houses and you like and you usually know everybody who's gonna be there, and then all of a sudden you walk in and there's some like new motherfuckers in the kitchen or on the couch. And you're like, man, who are these new niggas right here? <laughs> but you're like, you know what? All right, not not to start no beef. Let me see how this how this goes. Hope hopefully these ain't no lames. Yeah. Um, so you know, I'm gonna give a uh, benefit of out to to Wesley and Tiana. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, as you saw it, uh, due out March 5th, Amazon prime, I will definitely most def be there, uh, you know, ready and waiting. Uh, I'm sure my entire fucking family is, this is like, this is probably, you know, we have a, I have, you know, I have my own beliefs about what my favorite movies are, favorite comedies are, but I would say as a family for my family, I, I think coming to America is probably, and honestly, it's probably the one that like rings, um, uh, there's so much relatability there in terms of yeah. the idea of coming from one country to the other as my, my family came from Nigeria. Uh, but uh, as a family, I would say that coming to America has will always have a special place uh, with us uh, and probably be one of our favorite comics of all time. But yeah, uh, we, we got to wait and see what uh, what, what uh, March 5th brings. Uh, but with that being said, uh, oh, let us know what you think of the other uh, trailer. Talk to us about uh, what you feel about uh, some of the newer characters. Are you looking forward to seeing a lot of those older characters? Uh, talk to us in the comment section below uh with that being said we will jump off to our next uh uh story or, or i guess trailer here um so we got another trailer this past week for uh something that's very fucking interesting history of swear words uh yeah. this is being hosted by uh nicholas cage uh and of course you know uh uh, I guess is exactly what it sounds like, right? Is is going to be about the history of swear words. But without yeah. further ado, I think we will jump uh, directly into this trailer. Uh, all right, let's see it. They're the most Perfect. popular and alluring <laughs> taboos we have. But the secrets to their strange power have been shrouded in mystery until now. Join me on a journey through the history, evolution, and cultural impact of swear words. Words don't start out as swear words. They're yeah, just words. Fuck. Somebody decided at some point that this is a swear word. There's an acronymic etymology. Fornication under consent of the king. This household has been given by consent to fuck. It is total horseshit. Imagine that you've been called the worst thing you could be called so often. That doesn't mean anything to you anymore. Taking that negative and inverting it. What's the intention of the speaker and what's the reception of the hearer? My dog's a bitch, but I never call her that. Who you calling a bitch? I call her a cunt. There's something innately human 
about swearing. More conservative people try and invalidate people they disagree with by like pointing to their language. Parental advisory sticker to me was implicitly racist. Who's deciding these are bad words? Who did it? We're gonna do an experiment. There are scientific studies that say that you feel better when you swear. You can hold your hand in a bucket of nearly freezing water. Shit. About 50% longer if you're swearing Shit. than if you're not. Motherfucker. <laughs> Shit. Shit. I think there's a need now for swearing and profanity more than any other time. The ah, power of cursing, like it's important. The release, that's really what profanity gives us. Oh, shit. Bitch. Stop. <laughs> I'm Nicholas Cage. Let's get fucked. Yo, this show, it just looks fun, does it? So here's why I'm excited for this. One, you're going to get to learn, because like we have these questions all the time. Like, where did the word cunt come from where did bitch come from fuck you know you know if if you're in uh the uk you know bob's your uncle you know bloke uh all of those things like where do these words come from and the, this show i mean I, I guess it's gonna give us like the american uh, mostly like uh cursed words used in the u.s but like what i love about it uh one is hosted by nicholas cage two <laughs> there are a lot of like really um popular comedians we saw like d ray in there we saw like um i forget uh, her name is like liz something she's a comedian we saw sarah silverman on there um and we're gonna get like those uh, um these like comedic faces that we know along with like some people who are um whether it's like language historians or just historians in general so people who are really educated on the subject matter so it's gonna be like both educational and really fucking funny yeah uh yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to this. Uh, I, I think that they, uh, it's interesting, right? Like you know, for for sh- stuff that we use every day, right? Uh, we don't know what sort of the 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 genesis, if you will, uh, of uh, of a lot of these like swear words are. Yet we use them like every fucking day, right? Like I, I curse incessantly, right? Uh, and honestly, I, I do think that like there is definitely something to like it it just like helps you feel better. Like when, when something's not going your way, when something, yeah, something hurts you real quick, you're just like, fuck, you know? And it's just like, all right, it lets you get something out. And so like, I, I don't know if it like, and maybe I will do this thought experiment with you. Like if, if you've ever like, have you ever been in the presence of somebody else? Like that you definitely didn't want to like curse in front of. And so you use like a non swear word, but that's supposed to like mimic a swear word. Did, did you feel better or worse than you know if than you would have if you like actually like used a swear word aside from like my mom because all of a sudden like as of like 2014 she doesn't curse anymore yeah. uh so i try not to curse <laughs> yeah, around let's her. go revisit that like what is that like <laughs> what happened yeah, she, in 2014 she just was uh, like <laughs> you know, uh, re- religion corrupts right she started going back to like church in like 2013 or 14 all of a sudden now she's yeah. like i don't curse anymore like we can't watch <laughs> movies or shows with bad language in it it's like shut up um <laughs> jesus so <laughs> sorry mom i'll just go ahead and throw that out there for you now <laughs> yeah sorry mom um so yeah like whenever like, i use like a a bad word around like my mom and i never like curse around my daughter like th- that's it everybody else like no as long as you're over the age of like 18 i don't you, you curse in front of what i'm saying is, is like like in front of your mom do you ever be like when you want to say fuck but like you're like oh gosh darn it like it, like what I'm trying to get at is, is like, it feels like worse for me to do that. Like, I, I don't feel as good as if I just let it out. Like, cause it feels yeah. like I'm letting out like the real thing. You're like, fuck you son of a bitch. You know? No, nah. um, see, I'll still use the word just at a lower volume. Like, <laughs> something like, it's going to be like, fuck, I'll just be like, fuck. 
and, you know what and, I mean? It, it still feels you, okay. It, it, but it doesn't feel as good as if you just like let it. No, yeah, yeah, definitely not as good. But I, I still, I still get a little taste of it. I don't completely yeah. abandon it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that was the uh, the history of uh, swear words uh, hosted by Nicolas Cage. Um, I don't know specifically. I'd, I'd have to go like look it up specifically when it comes up. But I'm sure it's sometime within the next month or two that this uh, this uh, series it should come is out coming. like January one, twenty twenty one, because we're gonna need something like this. <laughs> well, we've been needed something like this, I guess. Uh, learn why everybody's fucking cursing their heads off this year. Uh, but uh, in any event, uh, that was our our reaction to uh, the history or, or history of uh, swear words. Um, so let us know what you what you think about uh, the, this trailer or what you you know hope to to you know comes in the uh comes in the series itself uh in yeah. either event uh drop us a comment in the comment section below we'd love to hear from you uh and with that being said we will jump on to our uh next story here uh this so, is so it's gonna be a fun one if you don't mind i want to i want to take the lead on this one really quick yeah uh so um it was recently you know announced that like variety has issued an apology to i believe this film this is a universal pictures film uh so let me see here Wh- who's producing this film i believe it's universal yep uh, uh cinematic universe blah 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 i don't fucking anyway so variety issues an apology for having like did an early release of a movie trailer of a movie poster featuring tom holland for the movie cherry um mm. it looks like this is just you know it was a digital uh, as they say misprint like this thing went to production too quickly it was released on the web too quickly this is not the final version of the movie poster so variety issues that apology um so i read through this entire story here and this feels like one of those stories that's really a non-story to me mm-hmm. um but i want to get your opinions before i continue yeah. Uh, so this is, uh, I don't think this was any mistake, even remotely. Uh, I think uh, this was very purposely done and honestly, very, very well done. What I mean by that is, uh, so if, as you can see here, we get this this poster for, for Cherry. I'm going to try to see if I can pull up because uh, that wasn't the actual fucked up poster. Uh, but let me see if I can find it real quick. Uh, but one of the reasons why I think is fucking genius play is that before... Um, one of the one of the uh, ways in which you um, one of the things you want to do ahead of a movie is to get people to talk about said movie, right? Like that's like your mm-hmm. goal, right? Is to to get people to invest uh, to, to get invested in the film before it actually you know is is shown, right? Uh, what better way? to do that than to so, sh- show a very bullshit ass poster that, you know, everybody's going to be fucking mad upset at. Right. Uh, but you're going to, you're going to show it nonetheless. This is the fucking tr- uh, poster that we got for, for cherry. Right. Can you tell what the fuck that says? I, I can't tell what the hell that says right there. I don't, I don't know what that is. I don't know exactly what happened with the font. Maybe they were trying to do something a little different. I, I don't yeah, know. What that's not that Helvetica. This <laughs> <laughs> we know that for sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. That that doesn't look great at all, right? Um, that that looks pretty bad. Um, and and so uh, as you sort of like look at that tra- uh, that that poster, you're like, hmm, is this like a fucking? Is this what it was supposed to be, or is this a mistake, right? So yeah, I don't really fucking understand exactly like what the fuck happened here, but it's fucking genius. This is why I think it was done on purpose, right? Because like with a simple fucking poster, how many times do posters come out and people are just like, all right, tight, 
what else you got for me, right? But now we're yeah. fucking talking about this movie that we probably would not have been talking about uh, elsewise uh, if we didn't have this weird fucking looking poster. Uh, so when they say that, oh, we're just uh, a typo or something like that, man, get the fuck out of my face. You don't fucking send all that shit out without, uh, you know, without fucking having it, you know, without multiple people like looking at it and okaying it, you know? So there's just no fucking possible way they sent this out without people actually like looking at it and in that case it was definitely 100 percent on purpose and it achieves whatever the fuck it was that they were trying to achieve by having people talk about it yeah listen i know this is a, a podcast where we talk about tv media film and and everything under the sun um movie related right i don't give a fuck about movie posters and like even <laughs> if this even if this was strategic right they did this on purpose to like you know stir up some shit about the font that was used or like maybe how grainy and dark and gritty the movie poster looks like again to me this just this is like a non-story if it was an accident glad they caught it fixed it if this was intentional smart move don't give a fuck like that's just i don't really see like what the uh like i don't see like what the big issue with here is like even if like even if it was intentional it's like okay cool yeah. Uh, so the big mystery is, is what the fuck does it actually say? Are we uh, cherry? You know, what? I didn't even notice that until you brought it up. Yeah. Like until um, like right now on this podcast, I didn't notice that said that like weird fucking shit. Like, cause what I was really looking at is like the picture of Tom Holland and like the, the, texture <laughs> of it, the red, the graininess, his beautiful eyes. Right. So I didn't yeah. notice that like fucking font until you said it. No, that, that's, that's, I think most people wouldn't either. That's literally the main thing that everybody was talking about with this, uh, this situation is, is like, what the fuck does that say? Right. Like, does it say jerk? Does it like there was the why if it's cherry? Like I clearly like even if it was like even albeit even if it was like a fuck up, like I'm pretty sure they didn't send this shit out without knowing that, like, hey, this shit is like fucked up. Like we need to do something with this, right? So I feel like um, only graphic designers were like in the weeds about this. They're like, Oh my god, I can't believe everybody else is like, yo, I don't we don't, we don't give a fuck. What when is the movie coming out? What's it about? Fair enough. Graphic designers are like, holy shit. So with that being said, uh, ladies and gentlemen, in the comment section below, let us know what the fuck you think this poster says. Uh, we'll uh, we'll try to maybe pin, you know, the, the best guess as to what the fuck this this movie poster says. But uh, you're right. It's a very non story, but a fun story to do. Funny story to do, I think, uh, to speculate on what the fuck that uh, just that thing says. Uh, but with uh, with that, nonetheless, we will move uh, the fuck on to our, our, our next story here. Um, so, uh, this is, this is a story that we, it's perpetual, right? Like this, this has happened. It will always happen. Um, and it will continue to happen because, you know, uh, Hollywood is Hollywood, right? And we keep trying to change it to make it not what it is, but you know, uh, who is it that said, uh, when somebody shows you who they are, believe them. Um, I, and I, I, you know, I forget who to to credit that to, but, uh, I I believe yeah, sure you did. Um, uh, uh, but when, you know, when Hollywood tells you what they are, believe them. Right. So what am I talking about? Um, uh, Minari is a, uh, is a, is a film that's actually going to be due out in, uh, I believe in February, right. Um, is, is when it's coming out, but it, it's a movie that hopes to contend for, uh, some awards in, in, in this like, you know, coming award season. Um, and honestly a movie that I'm, I'm looking very much forward 
too. Uh, so, but why are we talking about it? Uh, we're talking about it because uh, the Golden Globes, uh, which is an award show that, you know, uh, it's just basically for Hollywood elites to stiffen their own ass. Uh, but uh, that's coming up in January, right? Uh, it's kind of the official kickoff for awards season, right? Um, and uh, this film, Minari, is uh is a, it's a film that's uh that's uh, i believe directed by um oh man who is this directed by uh, uh lee isaac uh chung uh directed minari right uh and the film is basically about this uh i believe it's about a korean family who uh moves to like i think it's fucking like utah or some shit um that they they move and to start a farm basically uh and uh and imagine because we did a review of the trailer uh it, it just it looks really fucking interesting and it just has like a lot of parts of it that are that just look you know really fucking dope and, and it really does look like a movie that i could really get into but the, the yeah. reason why there's this controversy right now is because the golden globes decided that instead of having this movie contend for best picture what it's going to contend for uh, is uh, best foreign language film, uh, or it's going to contend under that category, which yeah. is a crime. Yeah, uh, and, and let's dive into why really quickly, right? So, like, the Golden Globe has, like, eligibility rules. Um, so, and I'll just read an excerpt here from the article. It says, eligibility rules dictate that any film with at least 50% of non-English dialogue goes into the foreign film category. Um, like, so per the Golden Globe rules, motion pictures, musicals, comedies with 50% or more English dialogue are eligible for best motion picture. So I guess their rule is that because this film does not feature um, more than 50% English dialogue, I guess the, the, the dialogue in this film is predominantly in Korean, because I believe this film follows a Korean family's experience in America, pursuing the American dream, that it didn't qualify for best picture. However, um, if you don't mind if I just keep rolling no. really quickly, like this is, this is uh, very hypocritical with like what the, the Golden Globes has done in the past, where they've allowed predominantly foreign language films. Uh, I think they mentioned Babel, um, and there's another film that they mention uh, in here, uh, Inglorious Bastards, right? Which is a predominantly, uh, the film was spoken predominantly in German and featured a lot of foreign ac- actors and actresses, um, but was, you know, directed by Quentin Tarantino. So they're not going to not let a Quentin Tarantino film uh, in the in the conversation for, for best picture. But in this case, they will. There's one quote here that I think that I feel like sums this up the best. So Minari is an American movie written and directed by an American filmmaker set in America with an American lead actor produced by an American production company. There's no reason why this movie should really belong in the foreign film category. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, you know, I, I think that that comment there sums things up, right? There, there literally mm-hmm. is no reason for, other than the fact that the, the, the people who made this movie are of Asian descent, right? That's, the only reason why this movie isn't like if fucking let's use let's stick with the idea of quentin tarantino if quentin tarantino made this movie there is no fucking way i don't care how much english it has in it or not there's no way that it doesn't fit into or it's not going to get it make its way uh into the best picture category right like that that's just not going to be a thing right that everybody would collectively be like what the fuck if suddenly quentin tarantino's movie is uh because it had 65 percent you know non-english speaking dialogue in it that it's going to go into best foreign film uh category bullshit um and so uh this is just like another like like look i know that this is going to be you know uh I, you know i'm a, 
a hopeful filmmaker uh, and I hope to direct a lot of things, you know, in, in, in my very near future. Um, but and I, you know, people might worry about, you know, oh, man, what's fuck the Golden Globes, dude. Like, fuck all like award shows, like all existing like fucking like award shows, you know, that are basically just fucking Hollywood elites sniffing their own, you know, asses. Uh, fuck them all, dude, because it's like it's bullshit like this that. Honestly, like, you know, looking at the story, it doesn't really seem that big of a deal. But honestly, to me, it fucking is because this movie looks fucking great. Right. And we look back at, at movies like um, uh, uh, so 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 we uh, we look at. Um, oh, God, now I'm going to forget the name of the movie. Uh, but uh, but it just won uh, Best Picture. Uh, Parasite. Oh, it Parasite? Uh, yeah, we, we, we look back at Parasite. We look back at uh, the, the movie that was robbed. Uh, this was a couple of years ago. It's a. Uh, um, oh, my gosh. Uh Damn it. It was like a, a ah, I'm going to forget the name. Of it. I'll look it up here in a sec. But anyways, you have all these movies that are deserving of winning best picture, right? Like they deserve to win it because they're just fucking great movies. Right. But yet they're denied that because like what? Like, you know, what you might consider an American isn't fucking making the movie. Like, go fuck yourself, dude. Like, yeah. how dare you deny a great movie? It's rightful. Uh, it, it, it's rightful place uh, to be called the best movie just because, oh, like fucking, you know, people are speaking a different language. All right. So what? Like, you know, that's that's just you not wanting to actually compete with fucking other people. Right. Like that. That's just you uh, ha- trying to define what you believe is a great film. Right. And I guess that's yeah. their that's to their own prerogative. Right. I think uh, what the, I think is like the Hollywood reporter that actually puts on or that um, makes the calls on. um uh, on the Golden Globes or, or some fucking I forget exactly how the fuck it works but either way man you guys can go fuck yourselves right because yeah. like this movie fucking I'm sh- it looks like it's going to deserve to win but it's going to be denied because you know of bullshit ass technicalities yeah another excerpt from this article right Daniel Day Kim uh, he said like this this uh, the film equivalent of being told go back to your country when that country's actually America, right? So like, and this happens all the time, right? If if you're, you could be an Asian born American uh, or you could be like a, you know, Asian person born here in America, right? But, you know, there are a lot of people in America who will look at you and say, uh, you know, you're not from here, go back to your country. And even if you prove to them like, well, no, I was born here. I was I was born in uh, in Maryland, right? They'll still be like, Nah, still go back to your country. It's not your country. And that's yeah. kind of like what they're telling this film here is di- starring uh, Americans, directed by Americans, um, produced by Americans, uh, by an American production company. Those people are just Asian, by, uh, um, of Asian descent. So they're like, nah, you know, we're going to put you in the foreign film category. Yeah. Um, so, but to go, to going back to what you said about like the Golden Globes, right? I think what we need to stop doing is expecting these systems, which were created by design, to change. Like, the, it's working perfectly because it was designed to work this way. So let's not try and change the design of it. Let's just say, all right, when that design no longer works for us today, fuck that design. Let's destroy that system and recreate something better. Uh, and I want to read this quote by Ava DuVernay because I feel like this sums it up the best, right? Um, she says that my uh, the truth is I don't want a chair at the table or even three or, or, or half of them anymore. I want the table to be rebuilt in my likeness. And in my likeness, uh, sorry, and in the likeness of others long forced out of the room, right? Mm-hmm. So what the Golden Globes has done, they've they've forced a lot of people out of the room. They've kept the door closed, right? And they've made decisions behind those closed doors for everybody else. So, you know, at this point, a seat at the table is not really 
going to do anything for us. It's not going to change anything. Yep. What we need to do is, you know, destroy the table and, yep. and rebuild something else. No, I think that's 100 percent right. Uh, I don't think that like I, I think, yeah, the conversation needs to be OK. Like, what do we do outside of like the Golden Globes? And but the problem is, is that, you know, things like this have like history on their side, meaning that it's just the accepted thing because it's the accepted. It's been the accepted thing for so fucking long. Right. So it's yeah. hard to move beyond it because it's just been the the the, the standard for, for, for so long. Um, so the, the one last thing I want to say is uh, so the, the movie that I was actually talking about was Roma. Um, that, that was a yeah. movie directed by Alfonso Kiron uh, um, that should have fucking won Best Picture. And the fact that it didn't, I, I forget exactly what movie won that year, but I just remember it being a fucking crime that uh, Roma didn't because Roma was the best fucking movie that I, and I, I saw most, if not all of the, uh, the, 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 candidates that year and it was just mind-boggling how roma didn't win and and i think that's in part why parasite then won you see what they do every now and then is just give you fucking these like one-offs like oh we'll just yeah toss you a little toss you a little scrap here you know uh but it's just like no fucking give me my just rewards but it's like okay they're never going to give you a just reward so fuck them you know and so i I agree wholeheartedly with the statement that you said from ava duvernay i think that that sums this up quickly uh or that sums this up perfectly uh, with that being said, let us know what you think about uh, Minari's, uh, and I, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, uh, by the way, uh, but let us know what you think about this whole Golden Globe situation. I, I don't know if they've come out with some sort of statement to correct it, or and I, at this point, I don't give a shit. Uh, it doesn't really fucking yeah. matter what they do on the back end of this. It's like they, they, they show their true colors with, the, with these type of things. Uh, but let us know in the comment section below what you think of that, this whole situation. Uh, do you think we need to move beyond these fucking award shows into something different uh, altogether? Or do you think Things can be retooled, redone. Uh, do you think they even need to be retooled or redone? Uh, let, either way, let us know in the comment section below. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, moving on to our final uh, story. We're going to try to squeeze this in real quick. Uh, but we're going to do a little bit of a, 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 f- a film court here, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so, you know, every now and then we, we like to kind of do this little segment, uh, because, you know, me and Rain, we, we've been known to go back and forth, uh, a, a time or two, uh, about shit. Uh, and today makes, uh, no difference. Uh, we are of course, uh, going to be hammering out, uh, what is, uh, who are the best, uh, like twins in in hollywoods and not actual twins but uh just you know celebrities that that look alike so of course we're going back to film court ladies and gentlemen we are going to uh cess this out uh real quick uh and of course uh we're going to have our graphic nonetheless uh let me set us up here this is all being done a very sloppy way but Uh, here we go there we go. There's our film court. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, today we indeed have a, a, a new uh, new film court segment here. Um, look, uh, uh, Katy Perry, you know, came out with an apology to uh, Zoe Deschanel, uh, basically apologizing because she would pretend like she was back when she wasn't the Katy Perry knew back when she was just new to LA or whatever the fuck it was. Uh, she pretended to be Zoe Deschanel because people thought they looked just so much alike that, uh, that she would use her name to get into clubs and bars and shit like that. Uh, what is your thought on how much they look alike? So I actually think they look very similar. Uh, what sets them apart is the, like the makeup, and like the hairstyle, obviously Katy Perry, she's a pop star. So like her makeup is way more elaborate. She has a whole glam team. Her hair color changes, her hairstyle changes quite often. 
other than like the subtlety and like the differences of like, I would say like their nose, um, the only real difference, like if, if Zoe Deschanel were like get glammed up and like do like a blonde, bo- um, you know, blonde Bob haircut like Katy Perry, I feel like they look exactly alike. Yeah. Uh, I think that this is preposterous. I don't think they look anything alike or, or not anything. I mean, uh, yeah, okay. Now that's, that's complete <laughs> bullshit to say they look nothing alike. Fuck out of here. All right. All right. Fair enough. Uh, but they are really just two white women. That's really, that's really like where this begins and ends. I like to, in, in all seriousness, do they come on? All right, let's, so let's let, let, let's break it down from top to bottom, right? Okay. So eyebrows. Uh, again, Katy Perry has a whole glam team, so her eyebrows are a lot like thicker. What do you mean glam team? On. They 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 are both fucking like Hollywood stars. Okay, K- yeah, Katy Perry is a singer, but they they both. But like, have if you know anything team. about if you know anything about Zoe Deschanel, like she is not about like the Hollywood. Do like, you know I, anything about Zoe Deschanel? Yeah. I don't, Absolutely. So like she, uh, I've read, like, I've listened to a lot of her interviews and I've like read a couple articles on like the way she goes about, like, even though she's like a millionaire, she mm-hmm. lives life on, I think at one point she says she lives on basically like less than a hundred thousand dollars a yeah. year. Like uh, she's not about like, why do you believe shit. these lies that people tell you right now? How, how are you? I, mean, I, don't, I have no reason not to believe her. She mm-hmm. seems like a very, very humble person. So does she have the glam team that Katy Perry does? Probably not. I mean, just look at Katy Perry. So mm-hmm. if, so eyebrows but they're still shaped the same right you gotta look at the shape of their eyes like almond shaped eyes again <laughs> the nose eyes <laughs> who doesn't have almond shaped eyes <laughs> what are you talking about there are a lot of people who don't have almond shaped eyes some people have more rounded eyes yeah, uh, okay. this is yeah. like a very common facial description thing sure, so sure, i think sure. their noses are slightly different okay um i feel like their their lips are slightly different again i think Katy perry just has generally more wears more makeup than zoe deschanel yeah. um and then if you look at their chin katie perry has like a sharper more pointy chin and zoe deschanel's is a little bit more flat but other than that like for the most part they look very similar if they had sure. the same hairstyle same makeup i feel like they look like twins they literally have all those same things right here and yet they look pretty much mm-hmm. nothing alike no they don't so i mean katie perry has like a blah blonde like shorter haircut She's yeah. glammed up, has uh, much thicker eyebrows, sharp red lipstick. In no way do they have on the same yeah. makeup or my, even my, the same hair. My apologies to everybody who's just listening to this uh, and not actually seeing what we're talking about right now. But uh, but if you want to pull up on your own Googles what they look like, you'll realize that they don't look like. Yeah. All right. Uh, with our last precious minute here, um, let's hammer out who is the best twins in Hollywood. Look, I'm not going to I'm not going to mince words here. My best twin is uh, is actually going to be. Um, uh, uh, damn it. Why can't I remember shit when I need to remember it? Uh, is, is actually going to be, uh, who's ne- who plays Negan again on, uh, ah, shit. You, yeah. you stole mine. So yeah, Dean, well, Jeffrey Dean Morgan well, and, uh, Javier Bardem. There you go. Uh, look, that's we, what you're talking about. We, 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 we have, uh, I, I guess we have, we have our verdict, right? <laughs> that it's going to be a Javier Bardem and, uh, uh, Jeffrey Dean, Jeffrey Morgan. Dean. um, because uh, these two motherfuckers look exactly alike and two are fucking dope, right? Like they just do dope shit. Like I, I haven't yeah. seen them either in anything that I don't like. Um, uh, so let's, let's. Well, Jeffrey Dean Morgan was in like the movie Rampage with like uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah. Uh, a movie is pure shit. Look at these two um, motherfuckers. He, but I, I guarantee you, it's still probably the best part he, in the movie, though. It looks like the same guy. It's the same dude. dude. Like, 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 who are they trying to fool? Like, uh, they clearly are the same fucking guy here. Uh, look at it. Even their beards fucking grow in the same. Yeah, like, like, what the, are we doing the, the, the five o'clock shadow. Yeah. Um, one just has darker hair than the other. But like, again, their Does facial he? structures are. 
Yeah, I guess not. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> oh, I guess everything for the most part is yeah. Everything for the most part is similar. The nose, their mouth, their chin, the eyes, yeah. the eyebrows, the scruff. It's all the same. That's the same yeah. guy. Yeah, it's the same dude. Uh, but uh, we declare them the best twins in fucking Hollywood. Ladies and gentlemen, that is our show today. Uh, do we have a little bit more time for the story? It's okay if not. Absolutely. So let's all pick right. up right where we left off, okay. right? So the ball drops. It's New Year's Eve. This is like 2013 or 14. Um, <laughs> you know, the girl that I'm with is nowhere in sight. I grabbed this bad, bad little baddie next to me. We start going at it. Girl that I'm with, she comes over. She's like, what the fuck is going on? She throws a drink on the girl, gets mad at her. I'm just I'm just vibing. I don't know what the song of the, of the moment was. It was probably like Soldier Boy, um, <laughs> Superman at home or something like that. I, I, you know, I was, I was just vibing, right? So, yeah. But anyway, the girl that I'm with at the time redirects her attention to me. She's like, oh, you fuck you. You're a cheating bastard, blah, blah, blah. She calls security on me. Now, mind you, I didn't really do anything wrong. I didn't violate any club rules. <laughs> Uh, sure. uh, wait other than i didn't violate any like club rules though other than sure. like i just kiss another girl right? right so she call she she calls a security guard over black guy right and i'm just and he's like she's like well he's he just cheated on me kick him out right i'm looking at dude i'm like bro i know you're not about to kick me out for cheating on cheating on my girl he's like <laughs> You gotta go, bro. I'm like, nigga, what? I'm like, wow. look me in my eyes, bro. You <laughs> kick me out for cheating on it. He's like, yo, you gotta go. I'm like, what? So then they call like two or three other security guards over. I make a big scene. I start to like, you know, wrestle tussle with the security guards. They eventually kick me out. Um, and they literally have to like force me out of the club. And when they force me out, cops are right there. The cops like put me on the ground. They're about to put me in handcuffs. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So they like threw me on the ground. They're about to put me in handcuffs because I'm like wilding at this point. Uh, so I'm like, you know what? So I calm down. I talk myself out of the situation. I'm like, you know what? All right, fine. Fuck it. I'll leave. I'll leave. Right. So I, I and this is Power Plant Live in downtown Baltimore. Right. So yeah. I walk out of Power Plant Live, and um, at the time I had like a suit jacket on. I had a tie and a dress shirt. I was like, you know, dressed up a little bit. So I'm like, fuck, man. I'm gonna get back in this club. So I'm like, Bing, brilliant idea. The jacket I had on, uh, the like the blazer I had on was like a part slightly reversible. So I take the tie off. I put it in my pocket. I unbutton my shirt a little bit. I turn the jacket inside out. Bro, I walk right past the same security guards and the two police officers who kicked me out of the club before. Walk right past them. As if it's like kind of like when Superman turns from Clark Kent into Superman and all he does is like let the little S curl on his forehead down. And everyone's like, hmm, you look like a guy I know. But thanks, Superman. Like, so I literally walk right past them. I go back in the club. I'm dancing and shit where I'm back in the mix. I got a drink in my hand. My girl sees my girl sees me. She's like, "What the fuck are you doing back in here?" She, <laughs> so she calls the same security oh guard God. over. She points to me like he snuck back in the club, right? And he's just like, "That's a different guy," like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> right? So anyway, so the, for the rest of the night, I'm just I'm just going, bro. I'm just oh fucking going. And then like that, and then the whole night she just had to look at me mad as shit. And I'm just, I swear I was just doing this for the rest of the night. <laughs> going. So oh, that's one of my greatest New Year's ever. Jesus Christ. Made out with another girl, got kicked out by the cops, flipped my jacket around, snuck back right back in and just fucking partied the night away. Man, that was hey, a, 
one of my fondest memories. Hey, look, I hope she hears this. That's what we got to do in 2020, right? We got to, we got to, we got kicked out of the club in 2020. We got to, we got to sneak our way back into the club and just keep fist pumping. That's what we got to fucking do. Fuck COVID. (laughs) Just go, bro. Just go. Yo, ladies and gentlemen, that is our show for today. Uh, You know, obviously, if you stayed with us to the very end, you're a fucking fan of the show. We appreciate you. We love you. But go ahead and hit that like button. Go ahead and hit that uh, subscribe button. um, and that share button, share the shit with anybody and everybody. Uh, and uh, oh man, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we will be back, uh, of course, next week. Uh, basically, same time, basically, same place. Uh, till then, with the usual fucking protocol. Fade out. Peace the fuck out. <laughs>